0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Healing Wonders Travel. Healing Wonders Travel is a full-service travel agency who takes all of the stress and planning out of your next vacation. We had Dr. Nicolene Amby on episode 21 and go back and listen to the great tips, strategies, and philosophies that she brings to the table to take you on your next adventure. You can contact Nicolene at 310-293-3355 Again three one zero two nine three 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 five five or at her email Nicoline at Healing dot com. That's Nicoline N I C O L I N E at Healing dot com. And she'll be sure to get you set up with your next great adventure. Also a reminder that there's only two weeks left for our giveaway for the month. We've teamed up with Lashbinder to give away one set of their false lashes to a subscriber of our email list. Simply head over to suburbanfolk.com, enter your name and email, and at the end of the month, we'll randomly select one winner to receive the lashes. And now, enjoy the show. Health, travel, finance, parenting, and home improvement. This is the Suburban Folk Podcast. $250 a month into my child's 529, from the month that they start kindergarten, I should be able to pay for 80% of my child's college. Because I don't trust that most people will eat their vegetables, right. so usually our kind of standard is three servings of vegetables per meal. You take something, like a, a two-by-six, and you cut it with a circular saw. That's like a superpower. Those middle school years, Are not as fun, but at that age, they're still willing to talk to you. Welcome to the Suburban Folk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg. Today's episode, we'll continue our exploration into the world of travel with our guest, Simon Skipper Christensen. He's a multi award winning documentary photographer and CEO of Skipper Photography. He is a sought after keynote speaker and coach certified by the Tony Robbins Mastery University. A successful entrepreneur and seasoned world traveler, he's now helping people visualize their dreams in his capacity as a transformational photographer. Pairing coaching skills gained through his own personal development with his mastery behind a camera, he photographs a vision of his clients that embodies them as the person they are capable of becoming. The success of his clients has made him more determined to share his insights with others, and he knows the ripple effect that can be achieved when we empower people to help themselves. He has given talks about being a young creative professional about coaching, traveling, vulnerability, authenticity, and business tools for freelancers. One note about this episode, we talk in detail about hitchhiking. I encourage all of our listeners to use their best judgment and be safe wherever they are in their travels. And if it doesn't feel like something that will put you in a safe situation, please make sure that you find other accommodations to get to where you're going. Simon, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today. Can you start us off by walking us through your background, how you got into travel and photography, and then ultimately being a, a
1: life coach for folks? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor. It's a pleasure, and I'm really excited for uh, where we're going today and uh, the nuggets of, of gold and And travel experiences and uh, good and and sometimes more uh, treacherous adventures that I've been on. So I was born in 1990 in Denmark, uh, just outside of the second largest city called Aarhus. And I've always been creative. I came from a creative background. Like My mother has been a professional dancer before she gave birth to me, and my dad is a musician. And it was kind of in the blood to do something creative, though uh, I was never really sure about what. During high school, I, I was getting really... In my youth, I really got into skateboarding, and that's, that's inviting into a lot of creative endeavors. You find skaters doing all kinds of creative stuff like being architects or designers photographers anything because it is a, a it's more than just a sport it's it's a form of self expression i would even compare it to to dancing somehow right so obviously we wanted to to film and photograph each other because you never knew if you were going to land the the tricks the maneuvers you were trying or if it would you know uh, you would get hurt so <laughs> you wanted to to get it uh, recorded and and so I started filming I thought maybe maybe I'll get into filming like I went to this high school uh, with a focus on media but then I, I found out that actually photography was more immediate it it, it didn't require as much of a storyboard or, or preparation but I could just you know go explore take my camera around so the the main the turning point for for my my photography happened. After high school, I had a pretty rough childhood in, in some uh, sense. So so I really, when I, I turned more independent, I, I thought uh, I would catch up on all the things that I felt I'd been missing out on in terms of, of travel and, and self-exploration. So I, uh, I decided to go travel for one year all around the world on my own. I had not really any clue what I was doing, but <laughs> I've always been pretty happy-go-lucky and, and uh, trusting in, and how life would unfold. And uh, I went for an entire year on my own. It was a mix of, of visiting friends around the world that I had gathered through skateboarding and just through curiosity and couch surfing and some other, other uh, coincidences through my life. And, and it was a mix of volunteering as well. So that was pretty perfect because I had some rough framework around my trip. I wasn't just going completely randomly. Um, and at the same time, you know, I was going on my own. I was visiting some friends in some places, but I wasn't uh, dependent on them. So I quickly realized that going around the world, like in places from Japan to Costa Rica and and Hawaii, uh, being this open-minded, young, uh, pretty new to adult life guy, I, I figured out, oh wow, photography is really a way to. Have a not as not so much an excuse, but more a reason to to get close to people and and to be curious and to be able to knock on someone's door and say, "What's going on here? It looks really interesting, and I'm a photographer. Can I come in?" Or you know, like talk to people on the street, or also just to create amazing memories. So it really came to me then.
0: A couple of questions to go back to. Um, I'm curious when you were filming yourself and your friends skateboarding versus the experience that you had at school. Which one of those experiences um helped you actually hone your craft more? You know, just like going and doing it? <laughs> or the actual sitting in a classroom?
1: That's a great question. I think it it's it's somehow it's a it's a balance and a and a mix. I I really feel that the the practical aspect was was invaluable so if i would have to choose one i would go with you know going and and doing it like work it out as you go like more of an entrepreneurial approach Um, and this is also the approach i would i would take to anything like learning a language or learning any kind of craft uh because we have a tendency sometimes to overthink or you know and it gets boring all the the theory but but turning back to my my Knowledge of my photography and experience that I have now—it's like if I if I wouldn't have studied photojournalism and if I wouldn't get the network and the the skills from from those four years of, of studies later on in my life, I I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have found the 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 foundation to you know have the experiences and the the career that I have now. So,
0: do you think that you growing up in Europe as compared to? folks in the U S um, that maybe contributes to you being more curious about other cultures. What did you find as you first started to travel like similarities as well as differences?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a good point as well. That obviously, I mean, I, I went all over the world, so, so I, it, it wouldn't even like I could have grown up in, in Texas or Milwaukee or anywhere and it would have, I, the same things would have been possible, but if you ask like, like you do, if, you know, the incentive or the, the, the curiosity would have been the same, I, I don't think so because being in, in Europe, it's, it's, it's so awesome. And, and especially around Denmark, which is a pretty small country, but you know, there's so much international, um, community going on like, within Europe, within the European Union and, and just the fact that there are always going to be people around speaking another language or especially like if you travel just for an hour or two, you're already in another country and And that for sure has sparked a lot of of curiosity.
0: That does sound about what I would expect that go from one country to another a couple hours away, different culture, different language. And I'm curious if as you went to, so you mentioned Costa Rica, I think you mentioned Japan, any similarities there where people maybe seem more isolated and not as interested to sort of explore the world versus areas that are like Europe where they're very interested in travel and wanting to get out and see how different cultures are?
1: I mean, there are, there are huge differences in, in, in terms of, of culture. And I, what I met was always places that, that I went, people were very curious to, to me. Like, what's this young Scandinavian guy suddenly doing here? And, you know, I I went to, I, I, even in Japan, I spent some time in a a Buddhist temple and, and I was doing like some community work and uh, in this center for, uh, handicapped people and, and, probably nobody there even spoke english but but everyone was so curious and so compassionate around me so you know one thing is that i don't think all cultures or or uh, societies offer the resources that that makes it easy to go travel and in that sense i feel very privileged right because i mean many of the people i, I met i'm sure they would have loved to to do the same or maybe they weren't Brave or bold, or, you know, maybe their circumstances didn't provide the same. Like, I traveled also a bunch in Eastern Europe. Like, I spent some time in Lithuania, for example, which maybe some of the listeners hardly ever heard about this <laughs> small Baltic country. Um, and, and in a lot of Eastern Europe, it, it's, it's, uh, Eastern Europe is amazing, by the way, if you're looking for travel tips, because it's very undiscovered, um, in many ways. But, but, you know, these very traditional societies where, You know, if you're 25 and you don't have kids and are married, like your parents or at least your grandparents are starting to be really concerned. And it's like, I mean, then, then it's a bit higher, or it takes of course much more courage to say, you know, I don't care about cultural expectations. Now I'm just going to go explore the world on my own. So, so in that sense, there are some, some differences as well, but I, I mean, and of course I went to some more suburban places like, I, uh, I went to Los Angeles and you know like going to a a big city, of course, people are more busy and they 're not maybe not so so looking for for the yeah the same kind of experience like I was having during my trip but but i wouldn 't say that i I in some certain place felt like people were uninterested or disinterested enough
0: when you mentioned depending on how. What, what the means are for a person as far as if they can travel and sort of experience people coming to them sometimes more success than others when the few times I've gotten to travel abroad. Um, I have such a better experience if you can find, you know, a a pub or a bar that is not a tourist. Place. <laughs> so you get local people that, uh, that are, like you said, I think more genuinely interested in somebody from, you know, somewhere else, somewhere farther away. Um, and, and I, I think there's authenticity there as well with the people versus, yeah, like a Los Angeles, there's people from all walks of life. It's great to sort of people watch, <laughs> but to really have a chance to have a real conversation and get to know people, it's probably a little bit harder, I would imagine. Yeah
1: yeah I, I agree with you and and just on a side note this I mean tourism is, is such a funny construct because we're like the thing that we're going somewhere for as tourists we're kind of diluting the essence of that by being tourists so it's 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 important to be mindful when when we travel right do you
0: have a certain set amount of time that you try to visit a particular area with that same concept in mind that, hey, if I only spend a day, I'm not really going to get a chance to experience a culture, you know, meet new people. But if I spend fill in the blank amount of time, you get a better sense of sort of what the culture is.
1: Yeah. You would you would be surprised actually, because in in theory or in planning, it's it's like for me, for example, as a as a European, then thinking, yeah, I want to go I'm just taking an example. I've, I've heard from from friends a couple of times. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to the U.S. and I'll spend a month and I'll just really see the country. And I'm thinking, you know, like if you want to experience the U.S., like maybe you want to take a year because, yeah. So <laughs> it depends. It depends on your ambition and 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 it depends on on the time you have at hand, of course. Like I I did a road trip uh, a few years ago with my fiance through Europe and and in some places like it was beautiful to be free and to be able to travel and i know a lot of americans also also do road trips really often like you can stay somewhere as long as you like right so you leave it a little bit up to to circumstance but i would say you know like if you really want to experience a place you want to have more than 2 weeks but it depends again on the place i see a lot of people also vary in this more stereotypical tourism industry or a group that, that, that you go travel somewhere to tick off some boxes and say you've been there. Like that's, I, I wouldn't want to travel like that. You know, like often when I travel and coming back to what, what you said as well about authentic, authenticity, like I have been in places and I haven't even check out, check out like some of the, the top highlights because I would just like sit on a bench, talk to some people on the street and hear like, what's your favorite place or yeah, that's another really cool way to do it.
0: This is a question I actually had later in my notes about, yeah, guided tours. Admittedly, I must raise my hand that the age of our kids right now, we're doing we're doing some cruises because, you know, it's just easier sort of than having to cart the kids around, like, you know, public transportation's not so easy when they're that little and all that kind of stuff. Um, so what is your recommendation, sort of throwing those responsibilities out the window of how to travel, what types of accommodations and, you know, how structured should you be? When should you use a touring company?
1: yeah that's it's good to get those things straight because obviously it depends on on your character on your preferences and on your lifestyle like some people they're really satisfied going to some uh, resort staying on a beach and going home <laughs> but but i'm i'm not exactly like that and uh, and i i think you're also more adventurous even with your your children right like finding your way around and of course if you have if you have kids, or if you you have, if you really need to to relax and 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 rejuvenate during your your uh, your trip, you really want. Of course, it's it's it can be great to to have a guide. It can be great to go on a tour. But I always try to be mindful of. Okay, so what's the what are the values of this this uh, company? Or you know, um, so so like it it's always it can be a mix because um yeah for me like traveling on my own somewhere i could even go to a place not even know where i would gonna would sleep uh in the night or take it really um impulsively or spontaneously but obviously if you have a, a family or if you if you have a stronger need for for structure then then uh that's maybe not the way to go but some people um they they've get actually more exhausted when they come home from their holidays and then like if if you feel like that then I would you know really start to to examine so okay what's what's not working here because holidays are supposed to be fun and awesome and inspirational
0: just like anything there's a balance to be had right because I remember the first time I went to Europe was a, a big trip that my dad had planned for years and years to Germany. Like our, our family history is a German background. And like you mentioned, he had we, – we traveled over Christmas. So the only hotel that he booked ahead of time was for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And everything else was staying at I believe the word is Zimmer, Um, correct me yeah, if I'm yeah. wrong, but, you know, like, like a <laughs> yeah. bed and breakfast and, yeah. um you know, each night was a little different. And one story that we tell that, you know, we wouldn't have otherwise had if we sort of had everything mapped out for us. When we got to Berlin, basically everything was crowded and we spoke very little German. So anytime my dad would stop for directions and he'd say, we need a place to stay, They were saying Novotel, which at the time, I don't know if they're still around, but that was a, that was a brand (laughs) of hotel. And he he thought they were saying no hotels, like there's nothing available. (laughs) Uh. So, you know, so we have a story of like driving around, being in some. You know, we weren't sure how how safe (laughs) certain areas um and then eventually figured out what was being said and it's this giant hotel that that we had to stay in. Stories like that you're not necessarily gonna get from the structure, but you know, on the stress side of it, hey, if you're not, you know, sort of ready for that, then yeah, you may come home not feeling like you got a chance to relax. So I guess it depends the type of person, and maybe even if you can have more than one vacation in a year, let's say a beach vacation where you're just sitting around and then some more exploratory vacations where you, again, get to get into more culture and, and just see a part of the world that you've never been to
1: before. Absolutely. And I think like getting back to what gets wrong in in a lot of, of, Travels that could have gone better. It's it's you know what are the expectations, right? And especially if you're a group, if you travel as a family, and and let's say your partner really wants to go to the beach, and you you want to go explore and see all their cultural sites, or or go to the the local pub or or cafe and, and and mingle with some of the some of the locals, then maybe you you have to <laughs> at least split up uh, during the some of the days, or or you know. Get your expectations right with each other
0: what's your take on cost when we first opened up and you're you know acknowledging feeling lucky enough to have the means to travel the way you do? do you feel like travel is just inherently expensive? Is there certain ways that you tell people to travel so that hey, it might seem expensive but it's actually less money than you think so where do you
1: where do you fall on the budget so this is a great area to address as well because some people have a lot of excuses or or a lot of concerns around the cost of travel and and i i don't believe really anything is, is set in stone in in life so regarding traveling i would say you know there are so many ways to travel there are so many ways to to find opportunities that could even make you money while you're traveling or at least you could break even or or go really cheap like coming from a uh, a country with a pretty high buying power, such as, as Denmark, like I, you can you can rent out your home on Airbnb or or privately, whatever you can you can do a house swap, so you won't have to pay. Like often the the two highest costs of traveling is is you know flights or getting to the place and then staying. So if you if you don't mind going a bit unconventional, you know you can you can do a house swap or if you're if you're maybe not with kids and, and family you can do uh, couch surfing as well i've made great relationships through couch surfing and there is also s- such things as initiatives as as woofing where you're staying on a on a farm for example or you can even if you're young and you go travel uh, you don't have to be young if you just go travel and you don't mind uh, you know doing it a bit uh, unconventionally again you can just ask at hostel or ask in a, in any place that, you know, bed and breakfast, whatever, if you, if you can stay there and, and spend some hours to, uh, to help the, with the business in in terms of, of staying for free. So, you know, there are, there are tons of ways of, of cutting the, the cost of, of traveling. And also, you know, if you're a, just a, as a, as a final note, it's, if you're a, a creative or, or, a, have something to offer then you can also think if you at least if you go travel for a couple of weeks and you know maybe i can find maybe i can let's say i was making some kind of jewelry or whatever i could bring it and i could sell some some of that that might be a cool experience you never know where it's going to take you or if you as me you're a photographer like who knows maybe some of the people you stumble upon you could you could help them out and it will it would even give you a, a, a an extra dimension to your travel and a connection to the a lasting connection to the place you're going.
0: Those are all really good ideas that admittedly, some of them I'm aware of. So let's maybe dive into some of the others that if folks are like me, they might not even know what all of those are. So Airbnb, I am familiar with, and it seems like Airbnb has gotten better and better um over the years as far as vetting process and just accessibility is concerned um I'm pretty familiar with the term couch surfing as far as you know making a connection with somebody and hey if you got a place to say it's it's like Airbnb only maybe not as official <laughs> as far as the booking and stuff is concerned
1: they basically they basically take money out of the equation I I actually uh, one of my uh, my friends is uh, in a relationship with one of the founders of the the company that you know coined the term and everything which it 's basically if you have space at home uh, and you 're up for meeting people or if you 're traveling somewhere there 's this huge community built on trust and it 's really easy to to meet cool people like everybody 's verified by by friends or you review people like so there 's a huge degree of trust. I never had bad experiences from more than 50 experiences with with people there. Like you can even just meet someone for a coffee or language exchange or, or, you know, it's it's incredible. Like it's even saved my, I don't know if it saved my life, but pretty close a few times. (laughs) Saved my sleep for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine. And at least again, there's somebody that, is verified that can at least tell you where's safe to go or or other things like that, that, that lives there. That's, that's a nice thing to have. Are there particular websites that you would point people to? Airbnb obviously is a pretty well known name or
1: what else do you use? You know, couchsurfing was really, has really been big for me and all my travels uh, and that's just couchsurfing.org and that one is, is really strong. And then, I'm not sure if if I recall any uh, specific website, but I would really recommend people to look into volunteering or you know any creative things that are happening. If you want to travel for a bit longer and you and you wish to to travel more like like a local, right? There are there are tons of things happening
0: suburban folk is part of the pod all the time podcasting network with 11 other great podcasts including the round and round podcast hey this is jeff and i'm chris we've been friends acquaintances no friends shipmates dude come on we've been friends fine sure whatever we've been friends for 23 no 24
1: whatever dude it's been a long time
0: no kidding we host a show called round and round we discuss the worst and sometimes the best headlines we can find, watch for signs of the Cold War heating up again, and desperately try to find some good news to celebrate. Occasionally, we delve into important topics impacting the world, the nation, or those around us. And every once in a while, we take a break from the real world to talk about new movies or to revisit and reimagine old movies we love. Find us at rnrthepodcast.com, tweet us at rnrthepodcast, and download round and round on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you cast your pods. Join us every Wednesday, won't you? I wouldn't recommend it. That's fine. That's a concept I didn't even know existed when you were mentioning, like, even offering to work, if somebody could put you up at a farm or something like that. So something I definitely am learning <laughs> right now, that is something to be done. And, and again, especially I feel like people that, are just getting out of school if you're 18, 19, and maybe you don't know what you want to do, but you want to go travel and, and sort of figure things like that out, where money is presumably tight, um, unless you've got a family that, that's paying for it. Those seem to me to be really good ways to sort of get out there and do it while you're young. And you know, like um, physically, you're able to go out and explore and see as much as you possibly can. I think those are really good ideas for people to explore.
1: And recently, also another way I've, I, I actually uh, didn't uh, think about it, but a way I've been traveling a, a whole bunch recently, also given my involvement in, in, in personal growth is also go to retreats and, and, uh, and workshops uh, across the, the place, because this is also a way both to grow as a person and to ex- explore and to meet amazing people too.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm curious, what types of retreats? Kind of like just related to your specific work, or or something else?
1: Uh, I've done a few things related to photography, like master classes over the the place, like in Amsterdam and a few other places. And then I've I've done tons of of events with with personal growth. I've done one in, in Bulgaria this summer, which was absolutely amazing. One called Samodiva, which I would encourage people eager for uh, for growing and, and going to to Europe to to check out we can put it in the in the notes and uh, and also I've I've done a whole bunch of travels uh, as part of my, uh, my this university program at uh, Tony Robbins where I I've, I've studied from the uh, I'm sure most people are, are familiar with with him uh, the leading coach in, in in the world I would cool well say, let's yeah.
0: jump all the way back to that first year when you, yes. you know, traveled to all the different places, and I think you mentioned that you ended in Hawaii. And I know when we were first trading notes before this show, that sounds like you had a very uh, interesting experience there. <laughs> Do you want to walk us through that? I did.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me find uh, the version which is which is suitable, not too short and not too long. So. Uh, i i had this i've had tons of, of crazy adventures where you know if if my mom would have have known like what i was getting myself into she would have <laughs> her heart would have skipped a beat but i'm still here and and everything is is great so um i was staying in hawaii with a with a, f- a friend of my dad and i i was there for a couple of weeks just uh Taking it easy surfing and picking bananas off the trees, and then uh, then i I thought I have to go exploring and like the inner adventure came kind of came back out, so I thought, yeah, let me hitchhike around the island. that should be possible and my friend said yeah you can you can do that I kind of got I got off to a late start, so it was like two p m when i when I started, so that was not too good for my my odds already but there we, we went. <laughs> and I, I, I got picked up through, through hitchhiking by a whole bunch of people. Uh, this, this very, there was some, there were some strange characters there. I was on, on Maui, the, the island. And, um, I, I got picked up by this wedding photographer slash stripper uh, with a pink dog called <laughs> Princess Pretty and <laughs> all kinds of very nationalistic Americans and also People that were very different and super friendly and, and cool. So, as I made my way around, I I came to this uh, this lava trail, which there's a whole place uh, in the, the circumference of of Maui where the like the it has a Hawaii is constructed from volcanoes, as I'm sure most people know. And then you know the this lava from previous eruptions has kind of block the the coast, so there's this national park, and I was pretty aware of it, but I wasn't really aware of how how big it was. So it was already starting to to get dark. I was uh, wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. I, I remember I as like walking past this gravesite of a of a surfer, and like that that didn't help with with my um, <laughs> the, the outlook. on on things, but what, what, what else could I do, but put one foot in ahead of the other. I wasn't going to turn back these like hundred miles or however far I had gotten. Right. So as it was getting dark and I just kept walking getting more and more tired, I I meet these fishermen. So I think, wow, this is, here's something that can uh, possibly save me. Right. And, (laughs) and, uh, so I I, I asked him like yeah, what's the way to Hana, this town I was staying in, and they just said, you're trying to get to Hana? You must be crazy. So yeah, <laughs> it didn't really help. But they they pointed me towards, they pointed me to. I just thought, oh my god, again, uh, more <laughs> more challenges wasn't really what I was needing. So so I walked up up this uh, kind of bouldery lava rock trail. Luckily it was. Uh, it was full moon, so I could see what I was doing. And it, it's, it's. I mean, Hawaii is pretty warm, but at night it's not that warm. And I was walking just in in uh, some t-shirt, you know, like summer clothes, and and uh, things weren't looking too comfortable for me. And I didn't really know the way out of it. And uh, I was even starting to hallucinate a bit around, like seeing cars or hearing sounds. And like I was playing some music from the last. The percent of battery that I had on my phone, and uh finally I got to a road, and there was one car, and I thought, Oh this has to be my savior coming up, but, but no, <laughs> no,
0: no it didn't stop. nobody
1: stopped so again another another uh slap in the face so so I um I thought, well, what can you do? You just uh, move forward again right so, so at, at least finally, I, I could see that I was in a, a, around some houses and I almost uh, stumbled into a huge cow in front of me on the road. <laughs> it was pretty sca- uh, pretty pretty uh, intense with uh, yeah I imagine you know being super exhausted and, and not having food or water and it 's getting pretty cold and I, I didn't know what I had got myself into, but I needed. I I I knew that I had to get myself out of it. So, <laughs> I walk up to this one house. I can see with light in it, and it's probably like um, approaching midnight or or something. And and you know, me coming from from Europe and and knowing about the U.S. and private property and gun laws and and these things. You know, I did have this voice in the back of my head, like, "You're not <laughs> gonna get shot now, are you?" Yeah. <laughs> But what else could I right. what else could I do right so so I was hoping that a, a you know an innocent look on my face would would uh, compensate for all the dirt on my on my body so so this old lady she opened the house and and she was chain smoking and being pretty weird but she let me in I had some water I could even eat a little bit of this leftover lasagna and it was it wasn't exactly the welcome I had hoped for I was looking for I was hoping I I was getting a place to uh, to spend the night. Right. And she was, she was just saying, Oh, she's not going to like it when you come, when, when, uh, when she sees you and she was keeping making these references to her daughter, uh, coming home. So even now that anxiety was piled on top of my, my whole experience of the day, but luckily this, this lady, she wasn't hostile, hostile or anything. She just said that, yeah, I couldn't sleep there, but there was some, some place around some farm where i could probably sleep but then on my way to that farm luckily i managed to find the last car of the night and and he uh he stopped for me and and he took me almost home so i gave my my friend a huge shock when i barged in at like 2 a.m and i I told him you you have no idea what i just (laughs) went through (laughs) so that was pretty much that story summed up crazy
0: man and that sort of springboarded you into wanting to do more travel rather than souring you from (laughs) being, being more adventurous.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because I was, I was happy. Like I, I don't need more of of such experience to, to be clear, but, but at the same time I felt, you know, like, Hey, I I threw myself into uh, the depths of, of adventure and, and spontaneous, you know just like really getting out there and even just that's also one of the reasons that I like hitchhiking I would recommend it to to everyone because you never know who you're going to meet and you're completely free but at the same time you're you're dependent on on others and I like to take that feeling into my my traveling as well so my my adventure didn't didn't stop after uh, after that one trip no it it actually stoked the fire for for more more traveling
0: <laughs> bringing that over to what you do with photography, and also what you try to do with coaching. Is that the main idea of using your photography to show folks that maybe have not gone and traveled and gone on these types of adventures that Hey, there's literally a whole world out there for you, you know, kind of get you out of your day-to-day grind. What um what are your goals when you are approaching people as a coach?
1: Yeah. So, I'm happy you asked. So, <laughs> as a as a coach uh, or as a human being even, I would say, you know, after having spent around a decade in in personal growth, it's just it keeps surprising or astonishing me how much how much wonder and and joy and and fulfillment there is for all of us in, in this life and we're we're just so privileged to be alive and and kicking in this uh time and age where there are so many opportunities and and you know so much wealth and, and abundance around. So so really what I do, we can let's start with the coaching, and then I can tell you uh, uh also about photography so so what i i basically in my in my coaching I focus on getting rid of all the b s that might be preventing you from being blissfully happy because yeah our our uh reptile brains are constantly wired for uh looking for uh you know Uh, the negative and and keeping us in survival mode. But the thing is the culture we've created, the society and and, and technological growth and and the systems we have around us, they are, you know, they are so abundant and, and it's just now we have to, uh, to adapt our mindsets and and grow our, our awareness, our consciousness to realize that, Hey, actually we're not fighting anymore. I mean, I'm not able to talk for everyone because for some people, uh, Life literally is a a fight, and well but for for most of us we're we're pretty privileged and even if I look back at my life, I've also been through some some crazy stuff and and some really hard experience but but once again, this is what like it's just if you use the metaphor of a tree like you can only grow as high as as your roots are are deep so so that also goes out to anyone living with a day to day fight right but I, I'm just such a strong believer in in mentorship and coaching and in in challenging our our own beliefs and and generally just challenging ourselves. And and this is where I I come in as a coach that I I know that there's so much for us to to experience and to to create and and so much positive impact we can each and every one of us has to to offer this world. But you have to uh, to get all the BS sorted first because. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the way it works.
0: To your point of sometimes getting focused on all of the negative things out there. Actually, when we got into the new year, one of the books that I had just finished listening to, admittedly, I did it as an audio book rather than reading it. But um, a guy named Steven Pinker. <laughs> and, yeah, I know him. I know him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, he has a number of books, but the one I read was called *Enlightenment Now*, and it's you know mm-hmm. lays out all this information to say, you know, if you look at all the progress that has occurred, like people coming out of poverty, and like you said, even wars and things like that, statistically, there's a lot less going on than there has been historically. So, you know, as a human race, we tend to focus on the negative and, hey, keep progressing, you know, for sure. There are problems to be solved. To your point, don't let that sort of get you down day over day and just, you know, wallow in (laughs) self-misery.
1: Absolutely. And and, and, I mean, there's the whole tendency, there's this amazing shift of consciousness happening at the moment. And the more that I manage to, to work with my own understanding and my own consciousness, the more I, I see it around me as well, that, you know, like this old paradigm that uh, it's really get, becoming more and more challenged, which is good because, you know, we needed our planet and, uh, uh, environmental situation needs some some radical change to happening and to happen and also um, in terms of, of consciousness there's just so much more that, like we have literally everything at our fingertips right now but but there's also so much manipulation psychologically happening that it, it the first thing that needs to happen is for each of us to stop and say okay what's All the programming and all the beliefs and all the habits and all the things that I'm carrying around and what actually is mine and what has been imposed upon me from authorities, from society, from religious beliefs or from whatever. And then consciously start to construct yourself as the individual you want to be rather than just living by default. And that's where the wake up, the awakening starts to happen, right?
0: For my experience, and I think what we're trying to communicate to any listener is travel is definitely an effective way to just
1: see that, just to see it
0: for yourself.
1: Absolutely. Because you get, yeah, you get out of all the, the things that are normally, it's like a, the static of a radio just going on with all the things that are pulling and pushing you around. But the moment you travel, suddenly, at least if you leave your phone uh, and uh, the internet for a, wh- a while, then suddenly you can feel okay what do I really want and who am I and all these new experiences happening to to make you grow and and experience that yeah
0: so while people are traveling and again obviously we'll get into more of the specifics for photography for you and hey for you it's part of your job I would imagine you'd also argue that it helps accentuate the experience. But for me, for example, I am terrible about taking pictures or videos or anything like that. So, you know, after the trip, it's like, oh, it would have been nice to have some of these things. But I'm at least happy that, I forget about that and have some of the memories experiences because I think there are definitely people that get still, they can't get away from their phones, for example. Yeah, totally. To live in the moment. So what are your thoughts? How do you balance again, your job of photography um, and and capturing the experience to living in the moment and making sure you're sort of soaking up the experience?
1: And that's a, that's a great subject to include in our talk as well, because it's 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 actually a bit scary if you if you look like around here in, in Copenhagen where I live, people are are biking biking around a lot, and and you see off like everywhere. It doesn't matter where where you're listening to this, but but if you see people in public spaces, like any kind of blank space in your day, it's just been taken up by staring into your screen, uh, hoping that it's going to save you from boredom or that someone is. You know validating you or if something's going to entertain you rather than listening to you know your inner wants and, and and needs like this is also where meditation is uh the one thing i would bring with me to a deserted island actually by the way <laughs> but but that and and i really encourage everyone to uh, to spend a few minutes even just daily meditating um but but to to keep this balance of, of being in the in the moment which is, is all we got and that's really why it's called the present be it a cliche or not <laughs> to uh, to be um to be able to be in the moment at, at the same time you know document what what you're living like for me one thing that's helped me a lot is actually to uh, to shoot a lot of photography on film like analog because then there's no screen so <laughs> Plus I, I concentrate way more because every exposure costs money and uh, it also takes more of the art back in the, in the trade, in the craft, because like a lot of pe- I see a lot of people with phones also when I go travel and not to, not to find a finger at, at Asians, but, but anyway, it seems like a very Asian thing to me uh, <laughs> that, or it could be for anyone to, to, you know, just like, you shoot like 20 photos of something and then, then you like you leave the, the 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 place or like and I I also might know my even myself even though I'm aware of it I, I still do it like I have a whole bunch of photos on my phone that I never really get to see right so it's also just about like sometimes just go somewhere without your phone like even I even like to have I don't always uh, manage to do it but I like to have a, a one day of my week where actually I don't have any digital devices it's it's a uh, called An Untouchable Day. It's something that I, I got from a, a book by uh, an author called Neil Pasricha, And it's called Getting Back Up. We can put that in the notes as well because that was a really powerful habit. So it's, it, it again comes down to being mindful. I, like me personally, being a professional photographer, often, like if I go somewhere let's say I go to Paris and I'm walking around the Eiffel tower or something. I don't take any pictures because I can find it on Google. Like why, why would I want to compete, you know, with these like gazillion photos of the Eiffel tower out there? Like what I want to photograph is like the morning light hitting my, my fiance like in, in, in some hotel room or, you know, like these moments that are, are filled with emotion. So I would really, like just to give a, a, a tiny uh, ph- photography tip for, for yourself and for, for anyone it's like just stopping. And if you're about to take a photo, then ask yourself, like, what is this really about? Like, what is it that I want to bring with me or remember? Because often I see people also, if I've been teaching photography and like, if you want to make a photo of a building or if, or, or like three of your friends, for ex- like there might be like two cars and a mailbox and a, uh, a road sign sticking out of the the head of, of someone and then it's like like maybe maybe eliminate all the the clutter right so you just uh you just create some much better images
0: i'm so glad to hear you describe it that way because that <laughs> yeah. has been one of my unofficial philosophies as well to your point um there are way better photographers out there, like someone like yourself, that can take a picture of the Eiffel Tower or the one I remember when I was in Rome, like the Colosseum. I-, I got plenty of pictures that I can go get of the Colosseum. But like you said, the people you're with, whether it's the people that you meet or your family, loved ones that are with you, those are the memories that you actually want to keep. And nobody else has a picture of that.
1: Yeah. And like I would also say like if you're just taking photos to show your friends on Instagram how how – awesome your holiday has been like just why? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my philosophy on that too
0: is whether it's Facebook, Instagram, all of this stuff, I feel like the people that post the most actually are probably leading the least exciting lives because the people that are actually out there doing it don't have time to, you know, post all of this stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like I, I two, two short uh, anecdotes on, on that one is, Is like, um, I'm another amazing. I I love to reference to to books. I I love to read or or listen to audiobooks as as yourself. Um, one book which has really blown my mind is called Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. And it's going through also all your emotions and how to, you know, how we deal with with all emotions of our lives. And I just, he he says, uh, the author says tons of, of great quotes as well and one thing he, he said that really stuck with me uh, also relates to like showing off with with uh f- photography or or, or posting in, in general it's like if you're really what, what he says is if you really know something you never need to defend it or or show it like you're, you're not you look for validation if you if you know the value of something so so that really hit me because you know sometimes i'm also looking for validation and and I should look for it inside rather than outside. Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: I know you can hear it uh, in a lot of different places, but I guess just reiterating, like even the art of conversation, like we're having here and meeting people and so on when you're done, it's so much more fulfilling than the likes and the, you know, look at me through this filter and, and all of those kind of things. So I, I, wholeheartedly agree for folks to step outside of their digital world uh, whether it's travel or even your daily life because and that can sort of cloud what's really important on a day-to-day basis and just what are you trying to gain you know at at the end of the day like uh, is the social media or is other things like that actually contributing to when you're at the end of your life you look back and say I did these things and I'm very happy I did these things or boy did i just get distracted and i wish i had more time back you, you really got to think about that
1: yeah cuz one day it's going to be too late like time is the most valuable resource and and the thing like if we if we fail to look ahead of the the impact that our daily actions have like suddenly you're just old you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day, it really it ends up really mattering a great deal. So let's hit
0: some quick hits uh, that I have on my list that I'm curious from your perspective. Uh, so we've talked briefly about some of the areas that you have visited. If you were to give somebody a bucket list of places to definitely try to travel to, what would those be and why?
1: Greenland is absolutely amazing. And uh, go dog sledding there. I, I learned to. I even got a license for for dog sledding because I won a photo competition where I could go to Greenland. That was absolutely mind blowing. And and seeing the Northern Light, that's one of the most magnificent things from from nature. Like I really just encourage everyone to go go out in nature because we really have to take good care of a, of nature. And and it's easier if you if you know how to appreciate it and you've seen some of these wonders around the world, right? And then I've also been to Guatemala, and I really, really had an amazing time there. They have these old uh, ruins in this place called Tikal, which was also in one of the Star Wars movies. I know you have some Star Wars fans among your listeners, or at least you reviewed the, the film, <laughs> right? And and right. then again, I, I there's, I mean, the list is infinite, right? Because I mean, I also I had an amazing time in in New York, uh, and that's just maybe just me as a European you know, coming to one of the biggest places for, you know, like the his, the modern history that we have and, and so on. So that was that was really powerful. But on a more like um original note, then you know, like Eastern Europe is is amazing. And uh also just like if you're around Asia then going off the beaten path in, in Thailand can be really, really uh interesting like so many of the asian cultures they are so polite like they have almost no crime you know they have to, like people are just so nice and so kind and it's just so life-affirming to uh to go to to those places um but yeah like also just like for me i i like active holidays right so so i like to go hiking i would love to go hiking in canada one day as well like just some of these uh like just really getting out and 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 feeling nature and, and and getting out of um the more urban setting where where i'm normally located but but you know it can also be well yeah the list is is pretty endless. I also had amazing times in in many places in in germany as as i hope you you did when you were there
0: yeah, we definitely definitely did. I remember a bunch from that, and it is on the list for my family to go back. We've got a lot of lot of spots to hit in Europe. well, let's go back real quick to the u s one because I think for Folks that live here that 's not a question that people think of, like for somebody coming to visit the u s what do you think are the main places to go see? So you mentioned New York City, but then you also mentioned liking hiking, so that could take you to Yellowstone or the Grand Canyon or something like that. If somebody had like a one time trip to the u s what, what would you tell them to try to hit
1: uh, in the states you 've got so many amazing places i i 've only been to five states so I'm not sure I'm the most qualified to to answer your question but I mean from from my experiences I um, I had an amazing time in Hawaii which is obviously a little bit out of the way um, and then also just down the the coastline in, in, in Florida I had a great time like down to Florida Keys it's pretty pretty amazing and then you know you have all the amazing um, parks national parks and like i i haven't been to to many of the great uh sites of of nature in the u.s but but like there's there's just so much like some of these parks and like you can also do it as a as a road trip right i really like this more slow paced way of travel also because our uh, our day-to-day lives are, are usually so fast-paced and and like flying can be convenient but but you lose the process like and i, I really speaking of being present which is also one of the themes in our talk right it's it's just so different to take a train or a long, like a Greyhound bus or, you know, this also a, that's also a circumstance where you can meet uh, really, really cool people.
0: Right. Uh, um. I have a story where my friend was getting married in Connecticut, and I was supposed to meet my family the week before and go see the rest of New England. Uh, long story short, they were not able to make it. So I basically was landing in New York. On my own, you know, kind of like not quite as crazy as your Hawaii story, but you know, I had to figure out you know, whether it was bus, train, so on. How I was still gonna see some of the sights that I wanted to see while then making my way back to the wedding at the end of the week. And a lot of the memories I have from that was just the challenge and adventure of getting from one place to another. So yeah, like you said, versus flying is like you know just the pain of the airport <laughs> and just you know sitting there and, and you don't get that part of it
1: i'm happy to or 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 blessed to always have you know had this extroverted kind of um haphazard uh, way of being like being okay to travel without having much structure because i mean the structure is always there in our day-to-day life like it's fun to challenge these things uh, a bit and it's actually safer than most people uh would think like if you're somewhere if you have a a credit card a health insurance and you know a bit of money on your on your account like and a phone then like it almost doesn't matter where you are you're pretty safe um yeah and and no i just want also to to say that i i've uh spend some time in, in Africa. And that's also really uh, been amazing as well. I didn't, I, I didn't mention that on the the previous list.
0: Well, actually that's perfect because one of my other quick hits before we end is I saw in your uh, bio that you have a skate project in Africa. So where specifically, and tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. With, with pleasure. So I just came home from uh, Mozambique, which is on the East coast of, uh, of Africa. It's um it's like, Put between Madagascar, this huge island. People maybe know it from the movie. So it's it's between Madagascar and South Africa and Tanzania to the north, um, and it's one of the world's poorest countries. Um, they have around 30 million people there, and 15 uh, million are. Um, half of the country's population is actually 15 years old or younger so that gives uh, a a lot of challenges right so me and and my like we we were a group of uh, friends going there but one of my friends he he has been doing a a master's in in African studies and part of their school project was was to go build a skate park uh, in Mozambique and I mean, he's a skater, and I'm a skater, and I always love to combine more than one passion. So I could I could be of of good use with my photography and my my photojournalism, and uh, and while you know showing the the power of of skateboarding as well, in in as a tool for growth and for building community, because that's really something that that skateboarding can do. You don't need a a, a coach. You don't really need much. Just some kind of facility and it really brings people together. So I was there for three weeks documenting. Um, I had I had two uh, two stories I was doing mainly, and one was on these uh, these two organizations. One called Skate World Better, and the other one called Wonders Around the World, which uh, were building uh, two skate parks from uh, from donations uh, only, which I think is uh, super awesome and and that that's one story like all these people going there and the the uh, the impact that the project is going to was going to have on the locals and the tons of 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 kids right and and i did another story as well which i've already been exhibiting and actually i'm going to florida to exhibit as well uh, which uh, is about this young kid who is one of the most talented skaters in mozambique but he also comes from a very rough background and and his father is is dead and you know like he, he being talented isn't something that just comes easy to him so that was the other story i was doing there
0: so it was a three week long it was the skate project like also a skate park or or just you know kind of the highlighting and documenting
1: yeah yeah they we were also building i was also i was also part of the brick and mortar uh work of <laughs> of putting the con- concrete and everything i learned to to uh to build a skate park pretty much so so it took it took a bit bit like the idea was that the the park should have been done within the period where I was there um and it took a little bit longer ultimately because of some local uh, challenges and you know issues with the police, which is a little bit corrupt uh to say the least and 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 so on but but in the end they in in mid December they finished two awesome skate parks, and you know they're gonna last for a lot of years, so so it's uh, it's super
0: yeah, I would imagine um just being able to sort of put your your name next to something like that has got to feel very very satisfying
1: as i'm starting to get my own things worked out pretty well you know things are just for me my focus is just gravitating more and more about giving like towards giving back and creating value for not only myself but for the people around me and i mean i think this is also part of the tendency that i'm i'm seeing in this new paradigm that we're we're going into right and and that's just it's such a beautiful thing
0: talk a little bit about what the future holds for you in the next couple of years and beyond
1: yeah that's really interesting sometimes it would be hard for me even to say what i'm uh, i'm doing in a week from now but uh, <laughs> but uh, as a you know like independent uh, business Owner and entrepreneur, you never really know. But uh, me and and uh, my fiance, we're we're uh, joining forces also professionally, which is going to be uh, very uh, interesting um, in launching a, a photo agency together called The Photo Agency, which is an easy name. And I'm also continuing my coaching uh, career or path with. Uh, putting a, a therapy degree on top of it, which is, is amazing. Like all these things are just unfolding in front of me. And um, like it, it came as a, I didn't even know I was going to get a coaching education, but one of my photography clients, they just suggested, well, you can just have our education as a pay for the, for the the work. You So I said, sure. <laughs> and there's a lot of serendipity. This is one point I was thinking actually that I didn't come across for this uh our our talk yet is that once you get out of your head and out into the world like whether it's traveling or just going a different way home from work like all of these things start to unfold like once you open these doors uh metaphorically speaking like just you you have no idea what opportunities await like whether it's around traveling or it's just in uh, at home like changing up your routines a little bit like there's so much luck like fortune really favors the bold in in, in that sense um yeah, so I'm just gonna keep growing, keep impacting as many as I can, um, fix up the the blind spots in myself that <laughs> that I'm I'm finding. Then, like I'm doing also this um, Tony Robbins Master University, where there is a a part on top of it called uh, Leadership Mastery, where you also become more of a facilitator. So. So that's coming on on top. Like I'm I'm working towards creatively or or professionally to be able to be more of an owner than an operator, which can be a bit hard as a photographer because ultimately you're a consultant, right? No matter how good you are, it's like a one-to-one between the time you put and the the results you get, like the finances you get and the impact and and everything. So so I'm working. That's also part of making the agency is is also to to take things to a, a higher level, right? Yeah, and skateboarding all around the world—that's another thing. I have many plans. You—you you <laughs> careful getting me started on, on my uh, my plans and dreams. Yeah, but but hit me.
0: Well, maybe as a theme that we kind of keep coming back to. If if I make you state them out loud, then that'll be something to hold your feet to the fire <laughs> to make sure that you're making progress on all of these things. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I can't really run. I mean, being a coach myself, and one of my favorite, uh. uh tools is to keep people accountable and when they when they say something like or they express some some uh, desire or uh, a want i'm like okay good so when you're going to do it good i'm going to call you on this day to make sure you've done it so you know i have to to practice what i preach i have to be able to live the same way myself so it's 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 awesome to to say these things out uh, in a in a great podcast and you know <laughs> I, I can't escape now
0: Actually, uh, real quick, uh, one of the things for myself, even with a podcast, one of my first episodes was a triathlon because I was interested in learning more and maybe transitioning to that. And I've been a runner by background. So after the show was done and talking to some friends, they said, hey, you know, uh, FYI, next year is the 125th anniversary of the Boston Marathon. So maybe you should try and you know qualify for that. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the time. But, you know, talking about it enough in this recorded version, <laughs> also held my feet to the fire so here i am it was a natural yeah. <laughs> yeah so transition so so i'm i'm a few months away from the race to see if i've uh done enough training to uh to qualify but but it's a good thing that when you say it out loud uh wow. you can have people around you yeah hold your feet to the fire and and make sure you're doing what you say you want yeah, to doing. exactly
1: and ultimately i mean the the few times i've you know aspire to do something and let's say i was gonna run a triathlon not it's not what i say i'm gonna do but but uh, and then you find out that you don't qualify it, it like in the end you know you you still won because you 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 did the work you did the process and now you know if you want to qualify for the next one it will require only uh, a small part of the work you already did from getting to that level right so so that's really gratifying the process the whole process
0: Maybe it's a cliche statement, but you know, whether it is personal growth or again, back to travel, a lot of it is the journey, not just the destination, as they say. So yeah, that experience really is what you remember and you probably take with you on to the next thing for sure. Simon, I really appreciate it. And I Really enjoyed our conversation. Hopefully you did as well. If folks are interested in getting a hold of you, what is the best way to contact you or your social media info or any events that are coming up that you'd like to tell folks about?
1: So to reach out to me, I'm always open for um, supporting others as much as I can, or for anyone to, uh, to be inspired by the, the stories and the work that I do. So you can, you can re- reach out through my instagram which is at official skips s k i p p s e t, and then that's related to my photography then i have another one for my coaching which is at simply b with a dot and a with a period and a dash after it oh sorry period and underscore we'll put it in the show notes and i have my website which is skipper dk and also to find me on, on LinkedIn, if that's your thing. Uh, it's Simon Skipper Christensen. Yeah, anyone feeling inspired or needing a small nudge, uh, I would be happy to, uh, <laughs> to give it. <laughs>
0: perfect well like you said we'll uh be sure to link all of your information into the show notes to make it easy for folks to uh to find you well like i said simon i really appreciate you coming on the show and is there anything that we missed before we end today
1: like going back to being present and and to now it's it's always it's always empowering to to know just take a step back and and uh you know acknowledge ourselves for how far we get in life like being young creative, uh suburban folk and and everything like to not only look forward like i see so many people with this achievers mindset which is great but we also have to remember to give each other and ourselves credit for uh, how far we we got and yeah yeah put yourself first right or you're not going to be able to do to be anything for anybody else
0: I think that's a a good sentiment to sign off on. So, again, much appreciated, and we'll be in touch.
1: It was a pleasure. Thanks, Greg. If you enjoyed this episode,
0: please leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get podcasts. If you'd like to be notified of future weekly episodes, please hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to help us even further, visit SuburbanFolk.com, and you'll find a donate button where all the money goes back into the show for you. Thanks for listening.